The life of this dunya is very, very short and the life of akhirat is everlasting. When a person sometimes just thinks about the life of dunya in itself and when somebody says it's short, then it sounds like this can't be true because this life seems also quite long. Somebody lives for 50 years, somebody 60 years, somebody 70 years, somebody goes away very early also. But the Hadith Sharif itself, it has been mentioned that أَعْمَارُ أُمَّتِي مَا بَيْنَ سِتِّينَ وَسَبْعِينَ وَكَمَا قَالَ النَّبِيُّ صَلَى اللَّهُ عَلَيْهِ وسلم, That the average age of this Ummah, between 60 and 70, but that doesn't mean everybody is going to make it till that point. How many people we carry to, to the graves who are younger than us, but in itself it seems like a very long time sometimes. But ask the person who has already reached that old age, say it seems like this life just went past like a flash. Look back and everything seems like it was just like a dream. Person went to sleep at night and so many different things he dreamt and what happened and where he went and what he did and the next morning all a dream, nothing. So likewise, this dunya may sometimes seem it's a very long play, long time and it's a very big place. But like that child in the womb of the mother, if that child could be told that there's a wide world out there, if that child could be made to understand this, communicated in some way, it would be impossible for the child to understand it, to accept it, that yes, there can be another world out there. And the child becomes so attached to that world of its, that despite the impurities that lie around the child at that time, when the time comes that the child comes into this world, it comes crying, that I've been detached from my world. Whereas that's a world which is surrounded by impurities. But the child becomes so attached to that world of his, that when he comes into this dunya, he comes crying. That what, why have I come to a different place? So just as the child becomes so attached, this is a way of expression, the child doesn't understand that. That's not necessarily the case, that the reason why the child cries, but this is the way the Ulama Ikram explained it. That just as that child came crying into this world because of the sorrow of being detached from its world. This was a place that I was so attached to. Likewise, when the person has to start leaving dunya, if he had attached himself to this dunya, he'll feel very, very grieved. Now, where am I going? But, if that child 
when the child finally comes into the situation to be able to realize what this dunya is, how vast it is compared to the world of the child, then the child now thinks differently, understands differently. But as long as the child was in that world of its own, this was impossible to understand. Similarly, when a person moves on to the next phase, and when the akhirat dawns, then it will sound, then the reality will open out, and it will seem very, very strange that I actually attach my heart to that place, like the child, when the child is in this dunya, says, but I was crying, I came crying because I was so grieved for having been detached from my world, that world which was surrounded by impurities, what a foolish thing. I was crying over that. Likewise, when the person will leave this dunya and move on to the akhirat, and the reality of akhirat opens out, the person will find it very, very strange that I attach my heart to that place, place called dunya. So in the Qur'an Sharif, in numerous ayat of the Qur'an Sharif, in numerous hadith of Rasulullah wasallam, this reality has been repeatedly highlighted. And the reason for this being repeatedly highlighted is, that as much as this dunya, Allah Ta'ala has showered His ni'mas and bounties in this dunya upon His servants for them to use, and the halal ni'mas to make that haram is haram. قُلْ مَنْ حَرَّمَ زِينَةَ اللَّهِ الَّتِي أَخْدَ لِعِبَادِهِ وَالطَّيِّبَاتِ مِنَ الرِّزْقِ Let's say, who made the, the good things that Allah Ta'ala has made halal for His servants, who came and made it haram? To do, to do that and to declare something that Allah Ta'ala has made permissible and lawful for somebody to come in of their own accord, declare it unlawful, that is a sin. So Allah Ta'ala has brought out these ni'mats for His servants, for them to use it, enjoy it, make shukr over it, but never to attach their hearts to it. So on the one hand, this is a kind of reprimand to anybody who says that this is not permissible, the halal ni'mats of Allah are not permissible. But there's so many ayat in the Qur'an Sharif that keep repeating this message and lesson that the sum total of which is that the heart should never get attached. And this ayat of the Qur'an Sharif that was recited, it's the same message again. Allah Ta'ala says, اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبُوا وَلَهُوا وَزِينَةُ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ وَتَكَاثُرٌ فِي الْأَمْوَالِ وَالْأَوْلَادِ these are actually the various stages of life that a person generally goes through. That, what is this life? If a person really stands back and tries to analyze his life on a general note, except those people who have truly understood what is the reality of life. One is how life carries on. Somebody who understood the reality of life and then engages that life correctly, that person is excluded. Otherwise, on a general note, this is, it. This is how life is carrying on. Play and amusement. And that play also is such that it keeps one level of play and amusement, then a person moves on to another level, and that previous level of play and amusement seems like a ridiculous thing to him. Somebody has to suggest it at that level, he'll be upset about it. But at the first level, that was his whole dunya. And that child comes into this dunya, and now that baby is growing. So now to keep the child occupied, give some 
putting in the child's hand some rattle. So now that rattle is the whole world of the child. Somebody tries to take it away from the child, it will be a very big problem. But now the child has gone beyond that phase. Now he's grown past that. And now the parent give him that same rattle, he'll rattle them. That I have no more that baby. It's now giving me this child's thing, this baby's rattle now to play with. I have no more that child. He doesn't want that anymore. He wants something different now. He's got his own interest now. Then that interest that he had, time comes now that that interest also is of no interest to him. Then he's gone to some bigger toys. But there was a time previously when that toy age came to a point where the toy age finished off. Unfortunately now that zamana has gone to. Nowadays the toy age just doesn't seem to finish off. It's just from one toy to the other. Just the nature of the toys keep changing. One stage of life the person was playing with certain kind of cars, pushing it around and making sounds with his mouth. Now he's making those sounds on the road, screeching those tires. And that child is amusing himself, he's amusing himself. The common factor is childhood. That childhood in that child is in his place. That is, that's his, that is his time now. He's supposed to be carrying on like that. He's a child and that childhood is appropriate for him. But now that childhood in this phase of life, this is misplaced. This is not in his place. But this is how shaitan keeps a person occupied in futility and so on. And those amusements don't finish off. And then in this zamana, the amusement has taken the electronic form. So now a person is just glued onto something or the other. One is haram. If it's not haram to, obviously that is now another whole level. But even the futile things that people spend hours and hours on. In fact, this is something which should be a, a rule. person should make this a rule of his house. That everybody in the house walk into the home, for example, Maghrib time, from Maghrib till midnight is phone-free time. Device-free time, not phone-free time, device-free time. Because now, there's so many different kinds of devices and is leading to so many vices also. So, device-free time. Many a person who made this a rule, one person take a lesson from wherever it is and lessons are available to be taken from everybody in different forms. One person, unfortunately that's not the thing to, but just to mention that sometimes some people, the lessons they have for us in a different light, that person is not so conscious of deen, unfortunately. That's wrong. But, says my rule is, is rule to his children that you want to talk to me you want I don't want to receive a message from you you phone me because I'm paying your bill to start off with and I want to hear your voice I don't want to read some words from you and so that I can also tell you what I want to tell you and number two when you walk in this house then that will be switched off and I will switch my devices off also and yours will be switched off also and he says, ever since I made this the rule of my house, I found the interaction improving, the muhabbat increasing, because now there was, because everybody was connected to the whole world, but everyone in, within the household. Person is connected to half of the world outside, and the other person is connected to the other half of the world outside, but the connection between the 
household members themselves got disconnected. Because of all these devices, which created all the vices. So, she says, that's the rule of my house. It's a lesson, mashallah. It's a very good lesson. It's a very simple, straightforward lesson. But how often this lesson is something that just doesn't occur to so many a person. And so many a person can't digest this lesson. He doesn't want to accept this lesson. Though we might be sometimes conscious of deen in so many ways, which is an excellent thing, obviously. But then this problem is creating so many things in our lives, so much havoc in our lives, that we are not able to understand it, not able to take that step forward. Just on the note of lessons, one person passed away very recently, unrelated to what we are discussing, but just that lesson. That's mashallah, some people, that commitment. Person outwardly was, well, just an ordinary person, and uh, well, not even the outer sunnah, etc. also, unfortunately, at that time wasn't there generally. So the end of his life, Alhamdulillah, something changed. But in the last days of his life, he became very ill. Pastor, just recently, some short while, some days ago, weeks ago, became very ill. And the last few days, he was more not conscious than conscious. That consciousness was probably short spells in between. But every time he became conscious, he wanted to do, he would make takbir tahrima. And then he's out. He doesn't know what happened. Nobody knows whether he's whether he's reading anything or not reading anything. And whenever he was conscious, he's asking, "What's salah time?" And then he's making takbir. Sometimes he they still try to make the tayyimum for him. He already made his takbir tahrima. He's gone into out of consciousness. And the last time that that happened, also he made takbir tahrima and then never came back, and he passed away. Now, what an enviable situation, but the other one part of it, now there's the lesson part of it, so it was a few months before he passed away, well now he passed away a couple of weeks back, it was in July, one of his relatives say that he was with him, they just came out from the masjid, so he says, well, what's the date today, he asked him, so he gave the date, he says, to this date, it's 10 years now. And in my earlier life, I had missed a lot of salah. I wasn't conscious of my salah. So ten years ago to this date, I started making my qazai umri. You see, from that date to this date, today is ten years. I didn't miss one day where with each salah I didn't make my one qaza. Without missing one day. One salah. That now he was covering up, so every salah he was making one qaza as well. These ten years to this date have passed. He had never mentioned it to anybody. His time was close. Allah Ta'ala made it come out so somebody might take a lesson. That, and whereas he was a business person, very busy with his work, etc., everything. But mashallah, that commitment, that dedication, and that dedication to cover up the musala, Allah knows best. But that apparently became this, that he apparently went in salah. That he was so conscious now that he's got so many qaza left over, he must make it up. So every day, five salah, he was making five qaza. And ten years without missing once. So it, Allah Ta'ala made it such, whatever his condition of consciousness was at that time, but he made takbir tahrima. And he went away in that state. So, one can hope that inshallah he went away in a state of salah, but this is the background to it. 
Now, these lessons are to be taken all the time. But unfortunately, this is this dunya. اِعْلَمُوا أَنَّمَا الْحَيَاةُ الدُّنْيَا لَعِبُوا وَلَهْوُ وَزِينَةُ وَتَفَاخُرٌ بَيْنَكُمْ The first part is just display and amusement. But just the nature of the play keeps changing. From one thing to the other, then that next thing, then bigger toys, and even bigger toys. And life just passes like that. So, the first level Allah Ta'ala says, لَعِبُوا وَلَهْوُ Then now the person moves past that and he is in another phase was zinatun, adornment. Now he wants to just keep adorning himself. At one stage in time, it didn't matter how he looked and what, he, what his appearance was, but now he's standing in front of the mirror and hours are going by and he's grooming himself and whatever else. Now that, that age of adornment. And then not only himself, then everything around him must be adorned. All the things he owns must be adorned. Everything must keep getting upgraded and updated just to be more fancy and more. So that's another phase of life. Wazinatun. Watafakhurum bainakum. And then boasting and vying with one another. Watakathurum fil amwali wal awlad. And then competing in having more wealth and more children. Once upon a time, this was also in the Arabs. This was also a point of uh, pride. And people would boast about it. Who has more children? That zamana is gone, but that wealth is still there. Now the children, whose children are now in certain position of dunya, and certain things, this person will boast about. His son is now in this position of dunya, and that person will boast something about his son in that position of dunya. Allah brings his whole picture in front of us. All these various things keep changing. And now each time a person moves to the next phase, that previous phase looks like ridiculous. Now the person moved on past that adornment age. Now when he comes to the next age, now he's only interested in accumulating the wealth of dunya. Amassing dunya. Now that adornment age looks silly to him. Now when he sees his own grandchildren maybe now standing and grooming themselves, he starts reprimanding them. He forgot he was going past through the same thing too. Because now he's gone into the next phase. But then Allah Ta'ala is giving us all these various phases. And then says, Kamasali Raithin, Ajabal Abatu. The example of this is like that rainfall when it comes. That rain comes onto the ground, and then that ground comes alive, and then the crops spring forth. And then there's that lush crop, green and very lush. Kamasali Raith, Ajabal Abatu. That the farmer sees it, and he becomes so happy about it, elated over it. But then, Summa Yahij, Fatarahu Musfarran. But then after that it starts withering and it becomes all yellow. That green lush crop is suddenly all yellow. And then it becomes all trampled and chaff. What is the message in this? That this stage of life seems like what a fun time. Everything is going as a person wants it. But this life is also going to set. So just as this crop also came to its peak, but then it had to die. This insan also not going to stay here forever. And just as he moves through all the phases, and each phase he moves through, when he went to the next phase, that previous phase looked like a silly thing to him. Now when he's in his teenage years, somebody brings a rattle and give him, he'll regard it as a real insult. But once upon a time, that was what his life was all about. So likewise, Allah is telling us, one day when you will pass through this phase of dunya into the phase of akhirat, 
then the things you did in this dunya will all look like very, very strange and very silly. Many of the things that were done in dunya will seem ridiculous. But now it's already passed. person has gone to akhirat now. Now realizing it was ridiculous is too late. But that will happen. When a person will get there, then the reality will open out. The Mufti Shafi Sabrahmatullah, the one incident that he mentions, which highlights the same lesson, that he was one day coming through to the madrasa and through some village roads, so the children were playing and some children were fighting over something. When he came close by to see what they were fighting over. So what they were fighting over was that this cow dung is dried up and then is used for fuel. So now they were, somebody had gathered so much and somebody gathered so much and then there was some dispute in that. That somebody said, no, you took away mine. So now they were fighting over it. Hazrat Shafi Sahib relates this incident of his Ustad, Niyazar Hussain, Alhamdulillah. So he says that he came and he said, I saw a very strange thing. He says, the children were fighting over this. He says, I went to stop the fight and then I asked them what you are fighting over. So they explained this is what you are fighting over. In any case, he stopped the fight and finished off and came away. He says, but at that time I started laughing to myself. Look at the children. This cow dung they are fighting over. And they are making such a big hue and cry about it. Cow dung. He says, but then as I came along, this thought came to my heart. That what do we do in dunya? And when we will go into the akhirat, it will all look like cow dung. Then the reality will open out. Then a person will think, this is what I was making such a fuss about. So, Allah Ta'ala is opening out this reality of dunya to us. And this is something to be pondered over repeatedly. The Quran Sharif is filled with these kind of lessons. To keep bringing to, to the heart and soul that this dunya is not a place to attach one's heart to. Keep it in one's hand, keep it in one's pocket, keep it in one's safe. Use it for the benefit of oneself, for one's family, for one's deen, obviously. For the benefit of others. But the heart for Allah Ta'ala. The heart, not for dunya. The dust, bakar, dil bayar. Dust is the hands, bakar, in one's work, in one's occupation, one's profession, one's business, whatever. His hands will be busy in dunya, dust bayar, dil, uh, dust bakar, dil bayar. But the heart for the friend, for Allah tabarak wa ta'ala. So the heart must be detached from the dunya. Though this attachment is, and it's not something that there's a button to press and it will get detached forever. No, it's an ongoing lifelong effort. It's a lifelong effort that a person has to keep cleansing the heart. And keep working on the heart to detach it from the dunya. The dunya must stay outside. The heart for Allah. Tana. And to the extent the heart is like a sponge. As an example, like a sponge. And the sponge is already has sponged up a lot of things some uh, liquid that was spilled somewhere, some oil it sponged, that sponged up, it sponged up something else. Now there's some pure water also somewhere. The water is very, very thin, much less density than other liquids. But now it's all so full already that that water, there's no space for it. You try to dab the water into it, you're not picking it up. The heart too has, absor- has it absorbs things. Right, absorb so much of dunya and then part of that dunya one is the dunya which was in itself halal but the heart absorbed it what about that which is haram 
and the heart is absorbing all the time through that phone, through that device, through the newspapers, through some magazines, through the whatever person is walking around in the streets and not taking care of his glance, gaze, person in the workplace, the interaction with non-mahrams or whatever else goes on and all the other various things that happens. Now the heart is absorbing, absorbing all the time. And now one is a person is taking care all the time in the workplace, on the street, he's gone to buy something, he's gone for some other errands and he's taking care of his heart, he's making istighfar repeatedly, he's cleansing whatever the effects of the environment are because the environment will have its effects. Hazrat Ahmadullah used to give the example that a little fly or a fly when it sits on that mitai, on the sweetmeat and then after a few seconds or maybe even one minute if it sits there, finally somebody shoes it away, it flies away. So when it flies away, it takes something along because it was sitting on some bit of that mitai but if one has to really go and look for that particle, how much it took away, how much did it take away? Can't even really probably see it with the naked eye. But it took something. It sat on something, it, that spout of it, it touched, that mitai took it away and went, that one bit of it. But it's such a fine particle, maybe you might see it under the microscope. But this is even that fly, if it carries on coming onto that mitai, in time, in time that fly will also open its mitai shop. Because it will take away so much in time, that in time that fly will also open a mitai shop. So likewise, those accidental glances also. Those accidental glances also picking something. It's probably, well not probably, but if it was genuinely accidental, there is no sin. The person immediately turned his gaze away. But it picked up something. And his heart was not constantly cleansed of what it picked up. Then in time that accumulates. And that accumulated filth, in time will start, what was accidentally once upon a time, will start becoming deliberate. Because the heart now has absorbed this over time, it's absorbing and it's getting soiled. And now that soiled heart, like attracts like. What is inside, will attract the same thing outside. So the good is inside, it will attract the good from the outside. If the heart is filled with the muhabbat of Allah Ta'ala, then the kalamullah will become something very mahboob. Now the person will get enjoyment out of reciting Quran Sharif. He's got some free time, he'll be reaching out for the Quran Sharif. Because what's inside the heart, is what it, that's what attracts what's outside. So now the heart is filled with Allah Ta'ala's muhabbat, and the Quran Sharif and kalamullah, that is from Allah Ta'ala. A person is, has love for somebody, and that letter of that beloved has come, he read it, it's one page, he got the message, after a while he picks up to read again. And the next day he'll pick it up to read again. A straightforward thing, he understood it, nothing to... But now it's somebody that's dear to him, so now this he wants to read it. So when the Muhammad of Allah Ta'ala is there, the Kalam of Allah Ta'ala will become dear to him. And he wants to read it again, over and over. And therefore we find the lives of the Kabir and the pious predecessors. Somebody can read... Sometimes one Quran every day and they're reading every day and every day of the week and every day of the month and the year and that love of the Quran is only increasing. Otherwise a person can get bored with something in one day. Somebody is reading ten paras, somebody five paras every day and carrying on every day. Because what's inside? And inside is something else, what's picked up from all the time. Then a person instead of reaching to the Quran Sharif, his hand will reach towards something else. Then his hand will start pressing buttons, which will take him Allah knows where. And his hand will start clicking all kinds of other things. Because what's inside is attracting that. 
darkness and darkness, light and light. So this is this lesson that is being given to us, that we have to be constantly detaching our hearts from dunya and cleansing this heart, repeatedly making an effort on this heart. And this is a lifelong effort. It doesn't stop at a point that now I'm done. The person who at any stage thinks he's done, that is the most glaring evidence of him being totally undone. As soon as a person starts feeling, I am now, I have reached some point and I am now in a good position, that is the glaring evidence of being in a bad position. That person who feels all the time and deeply feels this, that I am still far away from where I am supposed to reach. I am still not even, haven't even yet started anywhere. And that person, inshallah, will keep moving forward. Allah Ta'ala's fazal will keep coming. So, this is this message Allah Ta'ala is giving us in this ayat of the Quran Sharif. That this is how this life goes. Person now goes through all these phases, one after the other. And each one, as he moves on, the previous one looks completely ridiculous. Likewise, one day a person will move into akhirat. And now when he moves into akhirat, this life of dunya, this life of dunya will seem like, what was this life of dunya? Nothing. But, that akhirat Allah Ta'ala, the same ayat, Allah Ta'ala then says, وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضُوَانٌ The Akhirat also, there's two situations, you know. In dunya too, there were two situations. One was all this. And then there was a situation where somebody saved himself from going through or getting into that same vicious cycle of things. And he attached his heart to Allah Ta'ala. He didn't get caught up in all those plays and amusements, futile, futile things and all the haram, and just making dunya the maqsad of his life, he made the akhirat his focus. He made the love of Allah Ta'ala fill his heart. So now, just as in dunya, there are these two situations. Allah Ta'ala says, وَفِي الْآخِرَةِ عَذَابٌ شَدِيدٌ But in the hereafter also, there is a severe punishment on one side. Jahannam is a severe punishment. And then, وَمَغْفِرَةٌ مِّنَ اللَّهِ وَرِضُوَانِ But then for those who made the effort, for them, Allah Ta'ala's forgiveness and His pleasure, pleasure is for them. Allah Ta'ala says this worldly life is nothing but goods of deception. This dunya gives a person a lot of promises. But at the most crucial time, this dunya deserves him. Dunya makes big, big promises, meaning as if the, if the dunya could be given a tongue to speak, then it will speak all those promises. But in its zuban hal in its condition speaking, it gives that kind of false promises to a person. Or, I'm, I'm there for you. Anytime, or the balance is there, whatever it is, one button and everything gets sorted out. But at the most crucial time, the dunya deserts him. Now the time has come to be laid in the cover, the dunya would have nothing to do with him. So I'm somebody else's now. You go alone. I won't come with you. So this is the life we have to prepare for. Dunya is a place of necessity. We will engage in dunya and in the things of dunya to the extent of necessity. But our focus will be akhirat. And our main effort will be for akhirat. A person has many main efforts and sideline efforts. That person, child goes to school, the main effort is the study. There's some sideline things carry on also. Some art classes carry on somewhere and some sporting things and so on. But if that main line effort is going to be neglected, and all this is a waste of time. So likewise, in dunya, there is the main effort. The main effort is to get the pleasure of Allah Ta'ala. The main effort 
is to earn the akhirat. And this is the secondary effort for the sake of the necessity of dunya. Dunya is a place of means. So Allah Ta'ala has made it that we will acquire the means. We will do things according to the means or with the means. But that is not where the heart is to be. The heart for Allah Ta'ala. Dunya ke majhgalo mein bhi wa ba khuda rahe. Sab ke saath reh ke bhi sab se juda rahe. That the Ahlullah, this is their condition. That in all the occupations of dunya also, they remained with Allah Ta'ala. Physically they were engaged in their dunya, in their work. But what was the dalil that they were with Allah Ta'ala? That nothing could de- sort of deviate them from what is going to please Allah Ta'ala. Whatever the temptation, whatever that in the line of their work, in the line of their business, occupations, anything that will displease Allah Ta'ala meant nothing to them. They could just discard it in a moment. Don't have anything to do with it. Because this will displease Allah Ta'ala. This is not for the sake of anything else, but to please Allah Ta'ala. So, dunya ke majhalom mein bhi ba rahi. In all the occupations of dunya also, they were with Allah Ta'ala. And even with everybody else, their hearts were with Allah Ta'ala. They were detached from everybody, though they were with everyone. This is what we have to also make an effort for, we have to aspire for. And inshallah, with the fuzzle of Allah Tabarak wa Ta'ala, person makes a consistent effort. Consistent effort doesn't mean a person can't fall, won't slip up. Consistent effort is he doesn't stop making an effort. And if he falls, he wakes up and makes an effort still. He continues. He keeps making toba, keeps making istighfar. And the person who keeps making istighfar and toba sincerely, he too is muttaqi. And the tawabin, they too will be blessed with the same thing which the muttaqin will be blessed with. Inna Allah yuhibbu tawabin. Allah Ta'ala loves those who are tawabin. Just as in the other ayat Allah Ta'ala says, Allah yuhibbu muttaqin. Allah Ta'ala loves the muttaqin. Allah Ta'ala loves the tawabin. The person who immediately makes sincere tawbah. What the next moment holds, what tomorrow holds, that is not in his knowledge and in his control, but what is in his control is now. And now he makes sincere tawbah. And sincerely. And the tawbah, to gain istiqamat on the tawbah, there needs to be things that will strengthen the tawbah. The person, Allah forbid, slipped up in something, and he's going to make chandakas nafil. He's giving some 200 rand in sadaqah. Making istighfar 500 times. That will strengthen that toba. And that toba will be more firm and lasting. In this way, inshallah, there will be istiqamat. Allah tabarak wa ta'ala, give us the tawfiq. Allah ta'ala, make us among his true servants and his obedient servants. Allah ta'ala, bless us with his muhabbat and make us among his beloved ones. Akhiru da'wana alhamdulillah.